Welcome to a brand new edition of Tell Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. We are on the same time zone. And the same coast. Same place. Same time zone. I already said time zone. Damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> here we are. Same drink level. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it is. So, um, the last few, well, like, okay, the last 12 months, Chris has been away in California and uh, he's back on the East Coast and um, over here. So, you know, adjust your headphones accordingly. But this is this is us in the same room. So the audio quality hopefully is a little bit better. It will be better. And we've been drinking. So, it's yes. Good. It's yes. not your normal coffee podcast this time around. Yeah. This is your more after aperitif. <laughs> so we used to record every episode. Um... Well, we used to record them drinking, and then uh, when Chris was still over here in New York City, and... Um, Did those go so well? I don't know. You guys tell us uh, if they went well or not. I think I think they did. They probably I, did. I think they did. But what happened is, when he went over to California, um, we record the episodes really early. 6, 6.30, 6.45 his time. Yeah. Pacific um, Coast. Yeah, and... Um, so we usually drink coffee um, instead, and we're we're a little bit more bright and chipper, and maybe that's why the downloads have been up lately. <laughs> so thank you guys. Hey, up and at them, right? So say. this is gonna probably bomb out. Um, <laughs> this is probably gonna destroy our metrics. But uh, we hope that you can stick with us through this through this episode, and we have a lot more coming, guys. Um, you know, a lot of traveling happening recently. Uh, with both of us, actually, and yeah, um, summer, summer, summertime. Yep, just like Will Smith said in his famous song. Um, but also, so we have some episodes. We're gonna do a gourmet scum and uh, Tali talk uh, Tali crossover. Scum. Yep, Tali scum episode, which we do every year. Um, that's gonna be coming up. We're working towards our hundredth episode where. We will be doing our giveaway, our mystery box giveaway, and we'll be making um, a pretty big announcement or announcements uh, to, I won't necessarily say a new direction of, of Don't Forget a Towel, um, but just another, another branch. Set. Yeah. Another, yeah, I say branch. Yeah, branch. In the, in the, in the, in the. Defat, as we refer to it, defat tree. The growth, um, the growth of the tree. Yeah, so we're approaching our sixth anniversary. Um, that's at the end of this month in July, and um, we're excited to, you know, take a step in another direction. So we're really, we're really excited about this new announcement that we're we're going to be making very soon. So, in the meantime. Let's get on to episode number 94 of the Tally Talk podcast. Uh, and first thing we we have to start off with is some sad news, actually. Um, creator uh, Steve Ditko has passed away at the age of 90. Um, Steve Ditko is all over Spider-Man, all over Doctor Strange. Uh, Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, um, who else did he do over at DC? Um... Yeah, I mean he's I, he's really done work on Marvel and DC, and is an amazing, amazing artist as as you guys know. And it was uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know that he was still alive. 
he's not in the public eye like a Stan Lee is. Yeah. Um, so I I was like even more shocked to hear about it, and it, it really did um, hit home with all of us comic book fans. So especially, I, you know, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, it's my favorite character, and he is the reason that, uh, you know, Spider-Man is the way that he is, looks the way that he is, acts the way that he is, and, uh, you know, it's very, very sad to hear about the passing of Steve Ditko. So, um any anything that you can remember from Ditko that you you know? Uh, yeah, just a couple other uh, DC characters: the Creeper, uh, Hawk and Dove, which you know will be qu- uh, featured in the upcoming uh, Titans show. Oh, he did the question. Did the question. That was the one that I. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah, that was the one I was trying to think of. So there's just like a lot of back and forth between the two big publishers, and just such an influential uh, creator. Yeah, and. Um, so, rest in peace, uh, Steve Ditko. Uh, you know, I'm sure you're up there in the sky with, with Kirby, and you guys are creating more masterpieces up there, and um, you're, obviously your legacy lives on forever. I mean, forever. So, uh, let's, uh, let's move on from that news. Um, Valiant. Let's go into Valiant news. Um, Maria Melnick uh, of American Gods is to be writing the Faith script for Sony. Um, if you guys do not know, Faith is the only uh, plus-size superhero that I can think of um, over at Valiant. She's a comic book geek, just like all of us are, and turned superhero. She has you know, the ability to fly, super strength, all that good stuff. A member of Harbinger. Um, and over at Sony, we know that Bloodshot, um, well, I guess this is kind of coinciding. Bloodshot is going to be starting to film in August. Mm -hmm. That's another piece of Valiant news. Um, the, the idea was two Bloodshot movies, two Valiant, or sorry, two Harbinger movies, and then moving into Harbinger Wars. Um, this faith news is actually... Not something that was originally slated, but given that she was a member of Harbinger, I don't know if like maybe they're kind of going to tie something in with that. I think that they have to e- kind of evolve what they're doing. Uh, the original idea was to base it on Bloodshot and Harbinger. And <clears throat> as popular as Faith has become, and say like Generation Zero, and all those comics that kind of tie into that, I think it's just uh, the more they can span out of that, the better than just basing on two different franchises. Plus, I mean, we know that we have a Wonder Woman movie coming out from DC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're supposed... Well, sorry, we do have a Captain Marvel movie. I was going to say, we're supposed to have a Black Widow movie, and I, I'm sure that we will. If Kevin Feige says it, and Lord, do we trust... And, and Kevin Feige, we trust... <laughs> and Lord and Savior Kevin Feige, we trust, it will happen. Um, but these female-driven... Uh, superhero movies are something that we we need to see, um, and it's important, and it's not barbed wire. Um, and yeah, it, not Tank Girl. You know, I don't. It, well, Tank oh, Girl yeah. though, at least is is more female empowerment. But yeah. um, besides all that, like it, it's good that we're getting this diversity, and it's good that we're getting this um, coming on the horizon. So, and Faith is a good comic. I mean. Valiant punts out good stuff. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't watched American Gods, so I don't know Maria Melnick's work. But I did read um, a quote from Jody Hauser, who does write for Faith, 
and she was really excited about the project and saying that it's in good hands. So that gives me faith that it should be good. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> faith with faith. Right? That's it. Faith in the faith. So we got Bloodshot, we got Faith, and um, that's our value news. Uh, okay, so moving on to Marvel movie news. Ant-Man and the Wasp opened up this past weekend um, to $160 million worldwide, with $76 million of it being domestic, um, more than was the original Ant-Man, more than was projected by almost like $20,000, so, or sorry, $20 million. Big um, fan right there. Yeah, yeah, Gandalf is a huge Ant-Man fan. <laughs> what do you think about this? I... You know, I'm really excited to see this movie. Uh, we plan to go see it tomorrow, so... I... You know, they say it's a really fun sequel. They say it's the best of the Marvel sequels, which I have a hard time swallowing since you're matching that up to Captain America Winter Soldier, which is, like, one of those movies that has done no wrong. It's hard to find an honest trailer for it, so... We'll see. I, um, I really enjoyed the first Ant-Man. Kind of whimsical satirical fun time it was and hopefully it's the same thing this time just to the next level well all the trailers got me hyped because i like the wasp um and in many times i like the wasp more than i like ant-man so the fact that they're really playing her up um it looks like they're doing obviously a lot more with the big and small and you know i mean switching between those two i'm excited to see what um, director Peyton Reed does this time around that shot you see where like she makes the um, salt shaker big <laughs> and throws it and then you see the camera inside the salt shaker as the bad guy hits it to me I was like holy shit like that's that's genius like I don't I, I mean I'm a big film geek so like that kind of stuff like camera angles and where they do movement and stuff like that I, I'm always all on board and it looks like fun Looks yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what they say. It's it's a really fun sequel. Uh, it's more fun than the first one, so go see it. That's it. Well, they did see it because it made a ton of money. Um, uh, moving on to Captain Marvel, we learned that Sam Jackson and Clark Gregg will be de-aged 25 years uh, in, for the filming of this movie. Now... Clark, I mean, like Clark Gregg's got to be just starting out as Agent Coulson. Then you would imagine in the '90s, and Sam Jackson, I mean, in the '90s he was doing Pulp Fiction. So, I mean, I think he, that dude doesn't age that much anyway. No. <laughs> so, no, definitely. Um, what do you, what do you think about the de aging? A, it's great to see Clark Gregg return to the big screen after his run on Agents of Shield. Uh, so, good. Throw Agent Coulson back into the mix where he belongs. He's a fan favorite. He is. He is a fan favorite. Um, Sam Jackson, it's funny that we haven't seen him in many Marvel movies. Maybe Disney doesn't really find Samuel L. Jackson to be a very appropriate actor for their uh, for their franchises, but he can show up when he wants to. I mean, he's supposed to be the co-star of Captain Marvel, right. though. But when was the last time he was really in a movie? In a the Marvel movie or second a second Captain America movie? Yeah, and Age I, of Ultron, we just shows up randomly. It was it was Age of Ultron that he had that. The Shield agents from the TV show, you know, Clark Gregg when he showed up. Yeah, so I mean, 
I think it will be great to have Sam I, slash Sam Jackson slash uh, Nick Fury come back. I find full. I find it's really funny that he hasn't been in hardly any of these movies when he was the one that kind of built that universe. Why do you think that is? The use of motherfucker too many times. <laughs> that they had to bleep it out too many times. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but anywho, um, again, being a film geek. Uh, Marvel has actually paved the way for this de-aging uh, CGI process. You know, um, they did an insanely good job in... Uh, the first Ant-Man. Which one? The first Ant-Man with Michael Douglas. Yes, the first Ant-Man with Michael Douglas, but I'm thinking also... Um, what is it with... It's Civil War oh, with, with Tony uh, Stark. Yes, with... Yeah, with yeah. Um, with Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Like, that was like, oh, shit. But that, shit. Was, that was post I thought that was pre? I thought that was pre. Or, uh, sorry, I thought that was post Ant-Man. I could be wrong. Either yeah, I way. Think, no, I think it was pre-Ant-Man. Because pre-Ant-Man... They were both maybe in the same Ant-Man year. Ant-Man and then Civil War. So... No, same year, right? Yeah. yeah. Either way, um, Marvel has done a really good job. I mean, we think... It looks, makes you wonder what they could do with Star Wars. Right, and you, I mean, yeah, you look back at like Benjamin Button when they did it with Brad Pitt, which I still think is a great movie. The End of um, Rogue One. The Rogue End of Rogue One, one with Carrie Fisher. But again, that's ILM. Tarkin. ILM. Yeah. You know, so. so it's all the same house. It's yeah. It's all the same toilet, right? Is that the word for it? Toilet? <laughs> so we're excited to see what's going to happen in Captain Marvel's toilet. All right. Why don't you take us into DC News? Please don't use toilet to refer to ILM. (laughs) Sure, you're right. All right, so DC News. Uh, With the announcement of DC Universe coming this fall with Titans. Sometime. Sometime this fall. Could be winter. There's no exact date. They're like, oh, well. Actually, they don't say fall, do they? They don't, but Titans was announced for the fall. Okay. Which is... Odd that they uh, they haven't come up with a direct announcement that Titans will premiere this fall. Does real quick, sense? can we just talk real quick? Yeah, because we didn't talk about DC Universe. We didn't. It was actually on this on this outline, but it became kind of outdated. But yeah, it's not. It's it's not, really. it's, it's not because <clears throat> well, we haven't talked about it. We did announce it, you know, on on don'tforgettowel.com. But I just want to. So what I want to ask you is. So here's the thing that you're getting with the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. You're getting Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting Doom Patrol at some point. 2019. You're getting Swamp Thing in 2019. Mm-hmm. So sorry, let's just say this. From 2018, you're getting curated comic books. Not their entire library. You're getting comic books that they decide that you can read. Yeah, what does that I mean? D- we don't know what that means. You're getting uh, Harley um, animated series. Quinn, yeah, yeah. You're getting the Young Justice animated series. In 2019. Is that in 2019? Okay. So um, <laughs> you're getting Batman the animated series and all the animated movies. That is out of the bat. In HD. Because that was a recent announcement. We didn't That's write fine. it on the list. But you get you get Batman on Amazon. Not in HD. Do you think you can really make a 90s cartoon more HD than it is? Um, How much he, better does it get? So, I own the Akira Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and I've watched Akira many times mm-hmm. on VHS and yeah, DVD and Blu-ray, that. and yes, it does. 
Now, I mean, is it like, oh my God, the difference between DVD and Blu-ray? Like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing everything? No. But it's, it is crisp. It is crisper. And Batman the Animated Series is one of, if not, the most revered animated series of all time. I would like to see it as good as it should get. Um, that being said, so really out, out the bat, we're getting Titans, Harley... Uh, the whole DC uh, animated movies. Um, all of them? I believe it's all of them. And then as far as TV shows, they haven't confirmed it. But, I mean, we might be getting, like, Super Friends. You know what I mean? Like, we might be getting some pretty deep-cut stuff back from the from the 60s. Well, we might even be getting, like, George... Uh, what's his name? George Reeves' Superman serials. Batman serials before the Adam West stuff, like which I personally want to see or expect. Expect, of course. So, I guess my question is, for what we will be getting in 2018, will you get it? And if you are gonna get it, what price point do you think they should they should charge? Yes, we will get it because, unlike Marvel, it is all connected. Because yes, that's one big difference is that Warner Brothers owns the rights to every one of its characters, uh, all, all of its DC characters. So they don't have to go through some weird issue with. Um, and actually, we didn't talk about this, but um, there was a rumor that Mark Ruffalo uh, will be going on and doing another trilogy. So that he they first announced that there was going to be a Hulk trilogy, right? Which was Ragnarok, Infinity War, and whatever this post Infinity War is. And we've seen pictures of this post Infinity War with him in a full uh, costume. We're War Hulk. <laughs> uh, well, no, like in a oh. spandex type costume, and looking more like a smart Hulk. Because the, <sighs> because remember in Ragnarok he said, "If I'm Hulk one more time, I'm not coming." I might not come back. Banner right. might not come back. So if you did a full CGI Hulk movie, you could do all of that and not have to deal with Universal. Um, so anyway, I'm sorry that I'm digressing back into Marvel, but that's just one thing where there, you know, there's that weird thing where Universal still owns the rights to the Incredible Hulk, but Hulk and Namor, Hulk and... Uh, whoever can have their own buddy movie, like Thor Ragnarok. That's weird. It is weird, but DC does not have that problem. So, okay, you know, we're going to DC Universe under a full DC umbrella. How much money will you pay for a streaming service? Ten bucks. Anything more? And why is that? Because I own most of their library. (laughs) I would say. I mean, I own most of their earlier library from... Yeah, I mean, you don't own Super Friends. You don't own George I Reeves. Don't. You don't own that. Would I pay for that, though? I don't know. Because I can find all that stuff on on the internet. It's tough to say I would pay the same for DC Universe that I would pay for Netflix. Bottom line. I mean, that's... And honestly, that's been one of the big things is that... 
as exciting as it is for this DC thing to drop. Yeah. And we are excited. Do not get us wrong. Do I want a Titan show? Of course, of I course want a we Titan do. Show, Jesus. But it's a little bit different because the CW stuff is not going over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so DC, you know, DC CW is still its own thing. It's different when Disney goes and announces their streaming service because they own Marvel, they own Star Lucasfilm, and they own Disney. That is already an extremely vast catalog of things to offer right from the get-go. So if they said 15 bucks, people are going to go, yup. Whereas DC, right now, as exciting as it is, most of the stuff that they have, if you're people like us, we own it. Right. I own all the Batman movies. I own all the... I, I own uh, what else? You know what I mean? Like, is that I it? have that original DVDs. DVD set, the master set. Right. Own and you can Justice. get it on Amazon Prime, which will probably get pulled off, but still. I it, it probably will. It I probably know, will. but the, the thing about the DC library is, like, your movies are shit. Your anime series are great, but most of us own that if you love it. So it's like, what do you have to offer us besides a Titans TV show? And these other shows next year. Next year. Yeah. It's different than Netflix where they're like, pumping out original content every like literally every week there's a new netflix show so you're for your 10 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever you're paying you're getting your money's worth and then some like i every time that netflix goes and increases their their uh, amount by 99 cents i pay it i don't even think twice about it because it's worth it Mm. uh dc just on its own i think right now they can't charge more than $10 because no. it's not worth more than that. It's not. And, I mean, <laughs> your your movies are lackluster. Your anime movies... The newer movies. The newer movies, yeah. I'm you not going to ever talk shit about Batman Returns. No. The Burt movies, they're going to be on there, obviously. The Donner movies of Superman, they'll be on there. But, I mean, DC exists in, like, these spurts of, like, greatness, and then they have, like, the shit. So... It's tough to like justify spending money on DC until they have their stuff together. If you can prove that you can build a cinematic universe around these shows that you're building or you're making, then maybe. Will you tie this? Will you tie all this in together? Will you just say, "Hey, this is solo," like the CW series? I don't know. All those kind of things just frustrate fans. I agree. So. We'll see right now, but ten bucks is the is the sweet spot if we're gonna go for that. Yeah. Um, at most. All right. What's uh, next here? Uh, we have speaking of Titans, uh, the debate of who will be the big bad in the show. Uh, of course, with Titans, it's always Trigun with Raven's father. Uh, so Seamus, what's his name? Seamus Deaver has been cast as Trigun in Titans. This come this news comes. After the fact that the show has been uh, filmed and that the final, like, basically everything has been wrapped up in the first season. So it will depend on, like, just Trigun shows up at the end. Who knows what's going to happen? Probably. I mean, because Trigun has to be a CGI character. Absolutely. So this is probably one of those Galactus, you know, at the end of Fantastic Four. Like, you just kind of see him. Yeah. Or hear him or whatever, and yeah. you don't, you know what I mean? So, 
that's fine. Um, I don't know him. I guess he was on Castle. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I didn't watch Castle. But I'm excited to see Trigon in this show. I'm, I'm exci- You know what I'm most excited about because of how much CGI it's going to take is Beast Boy. Like, oh, yeah. how is that going to look? Is it going to be like Vixen with... Um, on uh, what's Legends? Legends. Like, no, it has to be beyond that. I know it has, it ha- to, be it has like... to be, but I'm just saying because of the because of the cost again. Like, what's it gonna look like? <sighs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And, and this, even Raven, right? But we're, you know what I mean? Like these, these are not like these are you, not street level characters. How can how can you treat these different characters that are way more CGI centric than any other character they've done basically in their movies? And it's not Damien, right? It's um. It's 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 Tim. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Who's who's Dick Robin? Grayson. Huh? It's Dick Grayson. It's Dick. Yeah. Is Robin? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's going like, back. Do it's... we see Batman? I mean, are we getting that? Do blood? we? Are we getting that brother blood? I. We have. To. We are getting brother are blood. Are we gonna get Deathstroke? Yeah. Eventually. Will it be Menu Bennett? No. Will it be Joe Monta? <laughs> Glubia. That's that's the thing is will it, will it be tied into the movie the movie verse? I doubt it. I think it will be its own its own universe. It's a big fail then. Yeah, and it won't be a C and it won't be CW. It will just be its own thing. Whatever. Now I, if they, I, I now, shared the, I shared the Batman poster with you. How yeah, awesome would that be? Yeah. Wow. Well. All right. What's next on the teeth? Just so you guys, know, there's there's like a fan poster going around with like Ben Affleck's Batman and. The Titans, Robin, up yeah. on like a gargoyle type of situation. It's really cool. But it is cool, but it's never happened. <laughs> it'll never happen, so don't get excited. Yeah. Uh, next up, Birds of Prey will uh, be filming soon. I hear by 2019. Uh, hard, January. Yeah, they want a hard R. <laughs> and um, what's this? They want diversity in the cast? Yeah, Margot Robbie wants like... And, and there should be, right? I mean, if you're... Again, we don't know who the cast is. We but don't. if they use, like, Katana... Yeah. Um, if, if they use... Uh, I guess if they... I mean, really, if they want to use a woman of color in any of the roles, they can. And it's not going to hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? Like people flipping out about Michael B. Jordan playing Johnny Storm. I don't care. Michael B. Jordan's a fantastic actor. He just got put in a shit movie. So as long as the movie's good, my whole thing is I don't need Harley in a Birds of Prey movie unless she's getting her ass handed to her by the Birds of Prey. The fact that she's in it means nothing. That's what I don't get. It's a weird, like, you need this person that carried the movie instead of... Building around Batgirl, who you want to build a movie yes. around in the first place. I just, you haven't announced Batgirl, but you want to announce that this movie is going to start filming. So who is Batgirl? Or are you just going to do Bat- Birds of Prey in the wrong aspect? Uh, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Just so you guys know, if you if you're not familiar with Birds of Prey, uh, Birds of Prey, <laughs> it is Huntress, Black Canary, and Batgirl. Three badass chicks fighting crime, taking names, all that fun stuff. You know, they can face off against Harley and I- Poison Ivy and other said characters in, in the in the Batman world, really. Yeah. Um, but it 
it's not a Harley movie. And now that we got Margot Robbie as the producer and as the star, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this movie plays out because Harley is not the star of Birds of Prey nope. in the comics. Nope. Um, yeah, that's it. So, okay, we're going to go to a quick commercial. And we will be right back after these five messages. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bug is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowel.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right, everybody, we are back after those fine commercials. We're going to get into our everything else. Uh, Let's talk about a little bit of TV news. The Halo series has been greenlit from Showtime for 2019. Halo has been long in development. Um, Jeez, many different actor uh, directors, uh, TV, movies, etc. But now we're finally getting that green light from Showtime. Uh, what do you think about this? Awesome. I don't know, man. Oh yeah, you seem super excited. I am. It. I mean, what do I? I don't play Halo. I played Halo maybe like six years ago when when I had an Xbox. Probably, that, probably a little bit longer. Yeah, probably a little <laughs> bit longer. So, you know what? Whatever, I'll watch a show based on it, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm not a Halo fan. I'm I sure am. All of you. Are. <laughs> I I am. Yeah. I am a Master Chief Master fan. Master Chief and these weird alien things. Yes. The ripoff of every other sci-fi franchise. I, that's the Come on, let's man. go. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what they do with a budget. Yeah, Showtime uh, budget is amazing. Yeah, and you know, they, they've done like... Uh, Halo tends to do some pretty cinematic... Um, trailers and they have done like a little bit of a almost like a mini series um so it's not like it hasn't been a little bit more cinematic but i'm excited to see what they can do a full show out of so for me that was big news and i'm excited so next is i don't know this guy you you tell me i will tom eisen 
from C.B. Hollow is somebody who I always said should have a role outside of this show because he's so eccentric and a great actor, and now he's been cast to play a character in the new Watchmen series from HBO. So I'm pretty excited about this because um, he's just a weirdo. And he's a fun, he, Is you know, he the guy who plays Ichabod? Yeah. Okay. So he's like just like I said, eccentric and really good actor, and he belongs in another series besides that failing show. Sure. I can't say anything. Um, this whole Watchmen series is just kind of like I'm I'm happy that it's existing, but I really need to see it before I can say anything. Exactly. Like they got a lot of great actors. Um, so for that, I'm excited, but a cool get, concept. It's just Damon Lindenoff. Yeah. You know, who knows? It's just, it's two, two steps backwards, one step forward, you I'm know, lost. always more answer or sorry, always more questions than answers. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, there may be an aliens TV show. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Uh, it's just some weird rumor going around the uh, interwebs. The aliens could exist as a TV show instead of a movie. I don't know if I believe this because of Disney. <laughs> Not to say that they'll... They're, I, I bet you anything right. they'll go and do more alien stuff because they'll be like, oh, hey, this is a money-making franchise. Let's do it. But I just don't think that Fox is developing anything new right now. Because no. of Disney. Um, if you told me that they're continuing to develop things that already exist, then sure. But I, I don't think that this is... Right now, I don't think it's real news. No, it's like grasping at straws. Exactly. Um, all right, Netflix. we got a couple Netflix announcements. Um, it's not on here, but there's a new Godzilla coming out. Um, the new Godzilla anime that's coming out. Um, in addition to that... Wait, like sequel to the one that's on there already? Yeah. Yeah, another Godzilla. I don't know I gotta what watch it's called. That one. I haven't watched the other one either, but I've heard mixed things. <laughs> so that then that's why. If everyone said, oh my god, this is so great, you have to see it, then I would have watched it. But because I heard, eh. And it's like the last couple things coming out of Toho have been like, meh. I, just, I haven't been excited. Um, I did hear, this is not on our list either, but there, the Godzilla King of the Monsters, there will be a trailer or teaser at, um, Comic-Con. What? And it was supposed to come out next year in March, but it got moved back to May. But Adam Wingard has said that he's bringing something to the legendary panel at, um, at Comic-Con, which is in about 10 days. So we should have some more news. Um, yeah, so, Netflix news also, uh, there's going to be a CGI Ultraman anime coming out, uh, based off of its manga, Ultraman is very popular, uh, over in Japan, pretty popular in the States, not nearly as much, but, um, been around, oh, jeez, for a very long time, I think since, like, the 80s, and, um, we're gonna be seeing an anime of that coming to Netflix, what do you think of Ultraman? Did you watch Ultraman ever? Probably. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really top of mind no. here in the States because it's just, it's not, it, you know, it's not in our in our zeitgeist like everything else is. Not like Godzilla. Um, 
But what is super popular here in America is Castlevania. That is right. Uh, season two, um, I thought was going to come out in January. Yeah, seriously. Finally. Yep. <laughs> Got announced for this October. Um, the first season, and I'm using air quotes, you can't see it, but there's only, what, like four episodes? Four episodes. It's yeah. the smallest season. And it's so effing Good. That's what I don't get. It's like, why do they wait so long? It's it's over a year. Right? I think it was like, let's see how this goes. Yeah. And if it goes, we'll continue. Yeah. And we'll pair we're on else do whatever they want. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody loved it. So rave reviews all around. Warren Ellis wrote it. It's just I mean, I've always been a Castlevania fan mm-hmm. since the Nintendo and this anime was effing brilliant, and, um, you know, it brought in Alucard. And, you know, yeah. like, that's, like, yeah. a fan favorite character, um, uh, obviously, along with the Belmont. So, it's just, uh, it was, like, Castlevania three plus Symphony of the Night combined, and I I'm cannot... I'm not sure I understand. Siri, understand that Castlevania's coming, okay? In Shut up, bitch. So, um... <laughs> I'm excited to see what's happening with season two this October. I I cannot wait. Hopefully we get a preview. And Netflix is pretty late. They're never like, they're always like, oh, guess what? Here's a preview for a show that's coming out next week. Yeah. You know, they really don't hype things other than Stranger Things. And hopefully, again, I didn't write this down, but hopefully at Comic-Con, we'll do a whole Comic-Con episode, but... Hopefully at Comic-Con we get a preview for Season 3 because last year's Season 2 preview was one of the best previews for a TV show of anything, really. Forget the Walking Dead, fools. But using the Thriller thriller song. Quit putting Walking Dead on your badges. Put Stranger Thing on your badges, fools. What's wrong with you? That That show's dead to you. I think it's going to start changing. That show's dead to me. Yeah, if New York City Comic Con puts Walking Dead on this year, I would be really surprised. Yeah, they need a bitch slap. Um, <laughs> all right, so you, why don't you take us through some of this movie news? All right, first up, we have a little news from the Fast and Furious spinoff movie. Uh, Idris Elba is, to, is in talks to be the villain to be matched up against The Rock and Jason Statham. What do you think about that one? I think... Personally, I think that's a great matchup. I love V.G. Selbel. I love the other two actors. I love Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. I'm already there. Yeah. I'm I don't sold. need to see... Like, there's certain things where I don't need to see a preview. Like, I don't I don't need to see a preview of The Lion King. I know I'm going to want to watch it. I don't need to see a preview of any Fast and Furious movie. I know what happens. Yeah. They drive a car in off of a, a building that's like... In Dubai, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Maybe in Shanghai this time? Yeah, whatever the situation is, especially with The Rock and Jason Statham, hello. E.G. Selba adding on top, game over. The Rock versus versus Idris Elba? Come on. It's a great matchup. Yeah. It's legendary. We're going to be there. So, uh, yes, I'm very excited about this. Speaking of being there, how about John Wick Chapter 3? Yes, yes. Um... So the subtitle for this film is Parabellum. You looked that up. What was that again? It was another name for a, like a hand weapon or automatic weapon. It's, <laughs> it's a weapon. It's a lot of guns, probably. Yeah, it's guns being fired at your face. You yeah. know, John Wick style. 
John Wick uh, 1 was so great. Yeah. And Based then, off of just his dog getting killed. And yeah, I know. Bad. Oh, my dog got killed. Let me kill yeah. the entire world. And then season, or season two, <laughs> episode two, chapter whatever two. the hell you, chapter two, was even better. Yeah. It mm-hmm. just expanded the mythology. The fact that I'm even using the word mythology of John Wick is insane. But you have to because they're about to do this TV show, which will cover the mythology. Yeah. I would say, like, maybe Keanu Reeves shows once in a time because he's producing this show. But let's just grow this whole, like, world that's perfect. It's right for the picking. That's it. Yeah, so John Wick Parabellum, um, Parabellum. we're there. We're we're 100% in. Uh, Next up, one of my favorite anime uh, franchises ever is Gundam. And so Legendary has picked up the rights to make a Gundam movie. Now, this, this has been talked about for years. So if this actually happens, you know... Legendary can do it with like Pacific Rim and they got and, Godzilla. And yeah, they King have Godzilla. They have all these huge like franchises. They like, have all these big Japanese, literally huge <laughs> monsters. Uh, if anybody can do it, Legendary can do it. So we'll see what happens uh, because Gundam is pretty epic. And I mean, there's a Gundam uh, like world or land or whatever in Japan. Like Gundam built- is like. It is. The it's shit. got its own like I think it's got an amusement park or at least giant statues yeah. devoted to Gundam. I remember they built like a giant Gundam replica just in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, ninety foot or something crazy like that. So it's yeah, like I said, do it. Make this some is, money. You know, the, this. I'm thing, gonna let you take this next one. Well, I just really want to say this real quick with Gundam. Oh yeah. I feel like it's. That, to me, is kind of like the Akira live action, though. Mm. It's something that's been talked about for, like, 20 years, and it's just not gone anywhere. Mm. Um, now that Legendary's picking it up, I feel like it should get a little bit more steam because of them working with giant robots and giant monsters in their other films. Um, so it seems like a natural fit, but that's going to be a, I'll believe it when I see it. So yeah, yeah. as excited no, as exactly. I could be, like if someone told me like uh, an American uh, Attack on Titan was coming, like obviously he's not as long running as Gundam, but I would just be like, okay, sure, <laughs> and, and let me see a preview before yeah. you, you say it. Let me see a giant weirdo. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So I'll take this new. So Child's Play is getting a re- reboot cinematically. Um, which I normally would be excited about, kind of, kind of, because the last two direct-to-video Child's Play movies have been really good, um, especially Curse of Chucky, yeah, which was, like, insanely good. Flipped the franchise on its head, uh, opened up new avenues to go through, and it was a lot of fun. Um, so a reboot, to me, isn't needed, um, but what makes it even worse is that it's going to have nothing to do with the creator Don Mancini and uh, voice actor Brad Dorif. If anything can be learned from the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot that starred a very good actor, Jackie Earl Haley, um, but, in and I, th- I want to say it's, it's Rooney Mara as the girl in the movie, Nancy, it just failed, and there's some cool concepts in it, but ultimately, you know, it's just like, it's one of those things where Robert England is Freddy. 
and Brad Dourif is Chucky. Well, the same thing with the uh, the Friday Thirteenth with Jason Padalecki. Jerry Padalecki. Jerry Padalecki. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I you know what though I, I like actually that don't, movie. I don't mind that movie. But it didn't go anywhere. It did not go anywhere. But okay, so here's the thing though, that didn't go anywhere because the people behind, and I think it's, oh man, this is gonna really bother me because so some of the rights of the Friday the 13th franchise are owned by New Line, and some of them are owned by Paramount. Mm. So that's the issue right now, is that it's a, it's a, it's a rights issue. Um, it's not a, it's rights. not a, this movie did bad because it made a shit ton of money because it didn't cost much, and it, it made a movie. ton. Like, they used to make Friday the 13th movies every single year. Yeah. And the reason why is because they cost less than $10 million, and they made their money back opening weekend every single time. So the Friday the 13th franchise, to me, is like a no-brainer. Go back to the 80s, put fucking kids in there, kill them because they had sex and left you to die in a lake, and, like, that's it. And you can make your money back in a weekend. That's... You know, hand the, hand the rights over back over to Blumhouse if you can. Like, he's taking over with the Halloween. Um, that being said... Child's Play, um, you know, could be cool, but it's like, why are you leaving the creators out of it? Mm. And because of that, I don't care. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I will, because I'm just one of those glutton for punishment kind of guys. But, it, like, without those creators there, I just think it's a real fail. And I don't, I don't, I do not know why you do these sort of things when you don't use the original people behind it. Well, it was... It's by the same people who did the uh, the remake of it, right? So why why treat it any differently? I mean, the thing with the re- remake of it is like it was a TV made for TV movie. They couldn't yeah. be they couldn't get bloody. It couldn't be rated R. It was on television. There's so much room for improvement for that, and they respected the source material from Stephen King. Mm-hmm. This is. Hey, Don Mancini, I know you created this franchise. You're still alive. You're still doing it well. You're you're going to make a Child's Play TV show. You're still making movies mm. of Child's Play. Like It's not like a, it was a dead thing and then it just didn't exist for 30 years. This was like, Child's Play's still around. Yeah. NECA's still making toys. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like It's not like it just chopped out of pop culture like it did. So... To me, it's really like a slap in the face. Like, hey, fuck you. We're going to do this on our own. And you know what? You're probably going to fail. Yeah. Really. Because... The voice is the same. The voice is alone of Brad Dorf. <laughs> it's just, it, to me, it's beyond iconic. That's Chucky. And if if a voice actor comes in and tries to sound like Brad Dorf, he's going to get shit on. Because they're going to go, oh, you're copying Brad Dorf. And if he doesn't sound like Brad Dorf, oh, doesn't sound like Chucky. So you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. And... um that's because you made this choice to begin with. Because Brad Dorf is more than happy to play Chucky, but he's going to do it in this TV show, and he's going to do it in future movies that Don Mancini, the creator, the, the creator um, is still doing. It'd be great if like the new Chucky versus the old Chucky came up. I just don't even want to see any of those. I just, I just want to see regular Chucky, Chucky doing regular Chucky things. All right. Go on, sorry. That's okay. I had to rant about Chucky. The final piece of news in the movie category this week is Alan Taylor will be 
directing a Sopranos prequel movie called The Many Saints of Newark. What I watched all of the Sopranos. I, um... You want this? Yeah. Yep. I do. Alan Taylor, you know, Thor the Dark World. Um, Game of Thrones. And, yeah, I, I guess I was thinking cinematically. Cinematically, it was... He's, mm-hmm. He directed many episodes of The Sopranos. Um, but yeah. he directed Thor the Dark World and Terminator Genisys, <laughs> um, as I call it. And um, that's what he's done movie-wise, but... He has directed a ton of television, Boardwalk Empire. I mean, a lot of things for HBO. Um, he is a very good director. He's got a very good eye, and he knows The Sopranos. And David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos, is coming back um, as producer of this movie. I don't know if he wrote it or not, but um, I like. Oh, sorry, I love The Sopranos, and you're giving me a mobster movie set in that world, I guess. And I guess it would just be surrounding Corrado if it's a prequel and it's involving Sopranos characters, maybe. Then, yeah, you know, I'll be there. If it just has nothing to do with them, okay, I'm still going to be there because I like Alan Taylor and I like David Chase and I like mobster movies. So, I, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Like, I haven't watched a lot of good mobster movies in a long time, so, uh, you know, I'll be there. You didn't watch Sopranos, right? Parts of it. That's good. The ending, the last episode is complete shit, but everything yeah. else before it's good. For the most part. For the most yeah. part. Oh, great. Agreed. Alright, let's move on to some comic news. Um, popular comic uh, from Image is Descender uh, with Jeff Lemire in... I'm gonna murder his name. Dustin Nugent. Yeah, I don't think it's how you say it, but Nagin, um, who, I mean, the artwork is all watercolors, and it's beautiful, and, I mean, really, it's a, it's a amazing comic about, like, a boy robot who needs to find his way. Um, Iron Giant. I mean, kind of, and then it goes off in many, many different directions, (laughs) but... As Jeff Lemire does. As that comic comes to an end, they announced that Ascender, Resender. No, just Ascender will be out next year. No. So he's continuing on with what he started, and um, you know Jeff Lemire is one of our favorite writers. Of Chris all and time. I, I mean, really, we we pretty much pick up every single thing that he's done. Um, Since we do. Actually, I think we we do pick up everything yeah. that he's done. I have a lot of black cameras in my in my collection. So, yeah, you know, he just. Royal City, I mean, like, the dude is uh, Green Arrow, Old Man Logan, Bloodshot, Reborn. So, yeah, probably both, right? Bloodshot Reborn or Rebirth or whatever, and Salvation. So, I mean, the dude is fucking great. Everything Old Man. Oh, uh, Hawkeye. So, look up Jeff Lemire, and you will find yourself some good comics. But his independent stuff with Image specifically is unlike anything that you're going to read. It's of legends. Yeah. So, Ascender, sure, there. Going to watch it. Sorry, going to read it. And that's it. All about it. Hell yeah. Next up, Boom Studios has kind of taken the uh, the Firefly slash Serenity uh, license from Dark Horse, which is a big surprise, actually. Uh, after so many years that the Joss Whedon comics have been at Dark Horse, 
Now, we haven't seen any kind of news that Buffy or Angel or anything else has decided to move from there. Just just Serenity Comics. Yeah, so this is actually... Yeah, this is interesting news. Um, they, they, they put out... Uh, what is it? Leaves on the Wind... Um, mm-hmm. that Serenity comic and a couple other like one shots. I got the Shepherd and some other ones here and there. It's but, at least five or six years of yeah, Firefly comics. But not heavy. A, not heavy. So nothing continuous, ongoing or anything like no. that. No. And I'm I'm curious if like the sales just weren't there. Um and Boom has been doing a lot of things with the franchises, so they own the franchises for uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from New York. They've done a lot of stuff with that. Um, the Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. And I want... Did they do Labyrinth? Maybe in Muppets? You know what I mean? So, like, they do have some certain IPs. Not as big as IDW. IDW is, like... IDW, to me, is IP Central. Yeah. It's like they do, like, their Marvel comic book... Uh, like master ones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've got some weird Star Wars ones and like Disney ones, but for the most part, I- IDW is IP. Boom is not, but at the same time, um, this is uh, this is interesting information as far as Firefly. Yeah, I mean, if one if one franchise of sci-fi is Carryable to the next and next and next. It's it's Firefly. It's it's kept alive after one season of TV. Yeah. And the fan base of that is amazing, and the fact that Joss Whedon wrote it and that he has such a following, plus just the the value of that of that storyline is just amazing. Yeah. So it, it's great. As a huge Firefly Serenity fan, um, you know I I own all those other one-off comics that Dark Horse put out. So. Yeah, um, I will. I will check it out. What they do over at Boom Boom has some pretty decent writers over there, and um, you know when you go at the list of of the the big comic book creators, right? So you got Marvel and DC battle it out all the time is who's first and who's last, or second rather. Sorry, someone's first, who's second? When you get into like the later ones, it's like third is Image. Um, Dark Horse, Boom. Is it Dark Horse, Boom. Dark Horse, Boom, and Valiant. IDW, Valiant. They IDW, kind of, yeah. They all kind of like. They share that same pool. Yeah. So. Um, where are you gonna throw your money when it comes to comic books? Yeah, Black Mask is in there. You know, there's some, there's some other indie, indie Alterna. You know what I mean? Like so, uh, Zenoscope. Um, there are. A, I mean, honestly, there's actually a lot of. Defat. Um, there's a lot of different comic publishers out there, you know, trying to make some space in that in that realm. But um, boom, boom will be interesting to see what they take with these Firefly comics. All right, so let's move on to Star Wars news, Chris. Yeah, some big news this weekend. Uh, Carrie Russell is in talks to join for Episode Nine. What can Lucasfilm do to please the fans? To please those, those tight dick fans out there who don't know tight what to fucking do with their fucking is that lives. A, is that a term? Yeah, they don't know how to fucking ejaculate or have a good time or, you know, enjoy their fandom. Instead, We're sorry, people. Instead, they sit in their basement. <laughs> We're sorry for saying. 
They said they sit in their basements act like fucking fools. Okay. And ruin it for all the rest of us. So, so let's talk about Kate Russell <laughs> specifically instead of tight dicks. Um, fuckers. <laughs> so we have a Star Wars group that we have on Facebook, like a little messenger group. And if you're a big Star Wars fan and you want to talk to us, you can join the group. Yeah, if you're um, really a Star Wars fan. Because that's all. We only talk about Star Wars. Because you pretend you're a Star Wars fan, we're going to fucking choke you out and force choke you. Ground, you. Force choke you. Yeah, force choke your ass. Um, Off of Bespin. First thing that we nothing. thought about with Carrie Russell joining was Mar Jade. Yeah, who didn't? Um, I, I personally don't think about it like that. You Did you? It got brought up in the group and. We all thought, yes, okay, if 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 it was a flashback right. and you said that this was Luke's wife and it was Mara Jade. Look at our socials. It says, as if you didn't think this was going to be this way. That's it not. would be interesting. Right. It would be cool. It it's would not be... the first thing you didn't think? Well, here's the thing. With Solo, mm-hmm. they did some things in that movie that were straight up EU. Yeah, that were straight up... Things. Saying, you know what, you are fans of this film franchise, and here you go. Mm-hmm. They they did not even try to make it general audience. They sh- they said, if you did not watch Clone Wars <laughs> and you did not watch Rebels, then you do not know who this Darth Maul is. You don't know how he got his. Then you deserve to watch these movies, bitches. Yep, you don't know how he got his legs. <laughs> you don't know how he's still alive. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So that that hey, in Jennifer. itself was a huge you know, playing to the fans because if you watch those series, that's the only way that you know that he's still alive. So, and they've picked and choose, you know, Ben Solo is Jason and Jan, is it Jana? Ray is Jana. Combined. Yeah. Um, you know, and they've put Thrawn into, into Rebels and, you know, they've, they have picked and choose. Um, even Woody Harrelson's character of Bennett was kind of, um, Gosh, who is he in the Han Solo book? Shoot. Anyways, they've done it. Anyways, fuck you, Toxic fans. Yeah, we're not a fan of Toxic fans. So if <laughs> Carrie Russell ended up being Mar Jade, we'd be very, very happy, even though I don't expect it at all. But I do, because that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to sell it back to you fuckers. They're going to sell it back to the EU people yeah. who are fans like yeah. us? Yeah. Those angry us. Okay, not us. Angrier us. Yeah. Because you can't control yourselves. We're not angry, though. We're, we're happy Star Wars fans. I'm happy. Yeah. Except for you. So I'm not happy with you. Carrie Russell has been working with J.J. Abrams since Mission Impossible 3. Where uh, she got brutally murdered. <laughs> she did. She yeah, well, actually, sorry. Not since Mission Impossible 3. I'm dumb. Since Felicity. Felicity. Yes, which I loved. She um, does, does not get brilliant murdered. Yeah, time. no, she does not. So let's see if she shows up as Mara Jade. And but gets brilliant murdered in a flashback. I don't want that to happen. But it's going to happen. You I, think she's going to back, come back and save the whole galaxy? That Mara Jade will be our Jesus? I don't think that she's going to be Mara Jade. I think she's just going to be in the movie. I hope. And I don't think she's going to be a Jedi. I literally think... Because that's the other thing, right? Is she Ray's mom, even though Ryan Johnson said no? If she's Marjane in this movie, I'll drown myself in my soda in the movie theater. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to one of our other favorite segments. 
since we're done talking about K. Russell and Star Wars, The Pursuit of Plastic. All right, Pursuit of Plastic time, guys. Um, Chris, you're going to lead us through this stuff, man. What do we got? We got a Lego set that I really, really want on August 1st. Lego Ideas have... They're going to do a Voltron set with all the lions transforming into the Voltron robots. It's too much for me to handle and afford. How much is that price tag? About 180 bucks. Okay, so I didn't know this because I, I saw the picture, but do the lions... Can you make the lions individually? Yeah. And then you can also combine them into Voltron? You're damn right we can. Then 80, $180 means nothing. Nothing. That is not a lot of money, and I will buy it. Do you remember when... Hasbro Toy Shop, uh, not Hasbro Toy Shop. Mattel. Medi, Medic Collector. Yeah. They did a fucking Voltron club. Yes. Oh. So that's what I mean. Like, this price tag actually is not that much money because no. if you were to try to find a vintage Voltron, it's going to cost a lot of money. Two, three, four, five. Five into 180 is how much? Uh, At least forty dollars, forty-five dollars. I don't know. Forty-two dollars. Well. Forty-two, the luckiest number in the universe. I don't think your math is right, but I'll take you. Right I'll now. take your. I'll take your word for it. So, yeah. So that Voltron's coming out in August, versus Chris said, and um, we. Bought, I'm over by a lot. Yeah, you are over by thirty bucks. If you aim for forty-two, you'll be lucky. That's it. Um, <laughs> what else is next? <laughs> so, after many years of the uh, the amazing Batman, the animated series, uh, ser- uh, figures by DC Collectibles, we got a little dibble and dabble into Superman with the Superman and Lois Lane two-pack. But they fast-forwarded right to Justice League and JLI. Uh, no, JLU. And they're going to be producing figures based on that series, which will be unlimited, literally. Unlimited amount of figures or Justice League unlimited figures? Both, man. <laughs> Both. Uh, I'll tell you what. DC Collectibles is actually one of those companies that produces that one twelfth scale and re- doesn't really disappoint. No. I like their articulation. I like how um, tight the joints are. I like the sculpts the most. Um, I think that for the $25 price point, it's it's worth it. Um, you know, you're stacking it up against Hasbro with their Marvel Legends. And while those are a little bit more comic accurate in some ways, the DC animated line from DC Collectibles holds up very well. I mean, it really does look like a living cartoon. It does. Absolutely. And they do all the characters. Yeah, they do. So, um, I'll probably pick my hands up on a few of these little dudes. At least five. Are we going to see that Aquaman with the hook? No, that's the 90s. Oh. What am I seeing? Yes, no, you'll see him then. Yes, never mind. Okay. Don't scare me, Chris. I need that Aquaman. You can get him right now. All right, what's next? You tell me. I don't know. You wrote P.O.P. That's Pursuit of Plastic. That's what we're talking about right now. What? What do you mean? 
Is there anything else you want to say about that? Am I allowed to legally? Because lawyers come back at me and they say, no, Chris, don't say anything about the POP. And no. Like, oh, that, gosh. Is that what you're talking about? No, we're not talking about that right now. We can't. No. Why is that even on here? You wrote it. Okay, so guys. I that, didn't write that. I did not write that. Um, I think Jesus wrote that. Jesus, thank you. Uh, so Kung Fu Jesus. Where can you find us? On the interwebs at don'tforgettotell.com and also our socials. Yeah, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can find us mostly at dfattowel on Instagram and Twitter, as well as don't forget to towel one on Facebook. If you like to write us, review us, chat with us, become a content creator for the mm-hmm. website or on the podcast, um, don't forget to towel one at gmail.com. Uh, we're like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we're approaching our six-year anniversary, and with that. Um, we really want to roll out our own red carpet for ourselves, but, you know, mostly to feature different artists, different writers, different creators. Um, we recently just uh, featured the Spear Sisters um, in yes. an interview for the website, which was, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's one of our favorite interviews that we have. And um, if you haven't checked it out, check check that one out, because they're two young film filmmakers who um, created a film in just eight days, a short film in just eight days, um, starring uh, Jewel, I, I cannot ever freaking say her name right, Sati from Firefly, which we talked about before. Um, but these girls are just fantastic, Amazing. fantastic women. And um, I know I said girls are women. They are fantastic so women who are very personable. They want to make a young uh, Princess Leia movie, which we would love to see. And... Um, you know, we, you know, we just want to keep expanding. We want to keep featuring artists, um, independent comics on Kickstarter and other crowdfunding platforms. And that's what really uh, we're all about here at Don't Forget to Tell is supporting the indie scene. And, um, you know, just like we support it and hopefully you guys support us. And we really appreciate all the downloads we got last month um, on the podcast. We had more listeners than we've had in ever. I honestly, actually, it might have been ever um, during ever. a month. So, and, and we're starting off July really strong. So, thanks everybody who's been listening to the podcast. You know, feel free to give us that feedback, though. We're very, very interactive online and we, we're happy to chat with you. So, if there's something that you want to hear as a topic, if there's something you want to see, um, we partner up with the Warlock Home Video Network as well, where we do some unboxings and we do some reviews and stuff like that on there. If there's something you want to see or hear, let us know. Uh, We want to hear from you. Rock and roll. That's it. So this is Casey saying um, don't forget to drink something when you're eating pretzels because they'll make you thirsty. (laughs) And this is Chris. We promise not to do this show without coffee.